and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Tuesday, 10th of November. My name is Ben and I am joined by Andrew. How are you, mate? Welcome to happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, on a personal level, absolutely fine. Thank you. Fine and dandy. Yeah. Uh, Football-wise, which unfortunately is what we're, we're actually here to talk about, pretty terrible, isn't it? I mean, that was... Uh, pick your ad- adjective for that one. You know, embarrassing, abject, just awful. Uh, I think the first time in a long time that I've just been like, screw this, I, I don't want to watch anymore. I, I ha- I'm hating watching this game. Um, God, this sounds bad. I, I think yeah. if I wasn't doing the podcast, I probably would have switched off not long after half time. So just like, this is just a waste of time. I don't know why I'm watching yeah. this. Like, it's so inevitable that we're going to lose this game because we just have absolutely no threat whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yeah, we might might need to start these podcasts with a, a find me a positive corner. I think in future, if this carries on. But yeah, yeah. what's uh, what did you think of the game? I think it were awful. I, I think it wasn't as bad as Newcastle three 0 But the fact that I'm even comparing it to that at all suggests how bad it was for me. I think it were up there with Man United away. I think you picked that out. Actually, I think I messaged you said this is Newcastle. I could think of worse, uh, the worst performance, and I think you said Man United away. And yeah, I think you got it spot on. I suppose in this game we scored. But we could have lost seven or eight one. I don't think that would have been harsh on Chelsea. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sorry, not Arsenal's. Sorry, not Ars- yeah, not Arsenal. Chelsea, Arsenal's. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That is the only thing that I would say puts it above Newcastle is that we actually did score a goal, and for I don't know, fifteen minutes mm. looked pretty good to be honest. Um, but then it just it just all that fell apart. Him in the area in the first minute, and I'm like, whoa, what's happening here? Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> obviously last season we took uh, four points off Chelsea. We um, we recovered from a terrible start at Stamford Bridge last season. You know, really, really rallied in that second half and got a, I would say, a, a deserved point. I think based yeah. on that second half, and then in the first, uh, the home game, uh, just absolutely blitzed Chelsea. Perf, you know, perfect game plan. We got that early goal, uh, and then we got another one fairly soon after that, and then it was just, you know, just come at us basically, and we'll just pick you off on the break. And the, it was all there for us. We got that first goal, um, and then yeah, we just. We're just too flimsy. We're just a really flimsy defensive team at the moment, yeah. um, and it is it is alarming. I, I looked at this just before we um, started recording. Our, our defense is now statistically worse than Fulham's. We um, we concede way more shots. We have a, a worse expected goals against, and I think now we've only conceded one goal less than them as well. That's yeah. not good, and unless we fix that, no. we are going to be in big trouble. I mean, you could... second worst goal difference in the league as well. Sorry, uh, goal difference in the league. Yeah, which has really fallen off. I mean, I will say the fixtures may help. I mean, you know, just just comparing yeah. just comparing yeah. us to Fulham, uh, they've played West Brom, Palace, and West Ham in the uh, in the time that we've played Liverpool, City, and Chelsea. And <laughs> I'd be confident saying that our three opponents will probably finish in the top four. But all the same, yeah, this was uh, this was a really just. Just back to front, a really embarrassing performance. To be honest, we looked so out of our depth and just yeah. just pretty hideous to watch. I thought, yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, I think that we that, the left hand side, even when it was one nil, I felt we were just getting caught out time after time with a, like a very, very, very easy ball over the top. Mm. Um, you had sort of Stevens. I thought he had a bit of a shocker to be honest in mm. terms of positioning. Lundstrom didn't for me did not I don't know what he was doing on that left hand side he, he wasn't helping low low were getting a run around I feel a bit sorry for him he looked a bit out of his depth but he had no support from anybody and I just think to beat United at the moment you say right target that left hand side because there is nothing there we've got a, a left wing back playing at centre half who is struggling there 
we've got a, a, a rookie sort of left wing back playing there, and then we've got Lundstrom. We don't want to be there. Who's a right footer player on the left, and it's just I just think we look a mess to be honest at the moment. Yeah, that left hand side is a real problem. I and mean, you, you know, you've highlighted defensively there, but attack as well is mm. it's non-existent. Well, that's the, the thing. Minute. Why? Why? What have they worried about down that side? Do you think just attack down that side? They're not going to break. So yeah, yeah. Well, I look. Reece James is getting down there. You know what I mean? And you're thinking, well, yeah, because. We get the ball and there's, there's no overlapping or anything like that going on. So Yeah, I get that these are good players but that we're going up mm. against. But, like, you know, every team in this league has good players. That's that's the nature of the Premier League, I you know. We play like, this is the thing that people have said after that, oh, it's Chelsea and it's Man United, uh, sorry, and it's Man City and it's Liverpool, and I get that. I think in this particular game, we could have played anyone in the Premier League and probably lost I would if we'd have played like that. I would agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, d- attacking-wise, um, so I, I looked up a sort of... Uh, uh, a, di- a direction of attacks that who scored gen- do very very generously, which is splits it left, right, and middle. So they're basically where our attacks come from. <clears throat> Against Chelsea, twenty nine percent of our attacks are down the left hand side, fifty five percent down the right. Against Man City, basically mm. the same, twenty eight percent on the left, fifty three percent down the right. Um, the middle is obviously the missing section there. If you're wondering about my maths, but yeah, le- less than a third of our attacks down the left and. And everything going to the right. So, you know, we don't even attack through the middle particularly. So as an attacking force, no. teams are basically just able to go, well, all they're doing is coming down the right. You know, we're just, yeah, just shooting someone it's, else over. It's so easy to see as well. I thought Basham again were our best player just purely because he, he, he did something with the ball. He defended well. A brilliant tackle in the second half as well. Mm. That's not good enough for me. A centre-half being your sort of main attacking threat again. Yeah, and he, he largely has been for most of the season. It's, it's him, and, yeah. him and Berger, really, I'd say. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's. I don't know what to do. I, I, you know, I don't want to overreact too much to because I think that there is definitely merit in the fact that we've played three very, very difficult yeah. games now, and I don't know whether you can like rip everything up based on that. But this needs to change in the coming games. Otherwise, we're just well, we're just basically treading towards one being one of the worst teams in the league. I guess so. Yeah, I, I think the worrying thing for me is, like I said, that it's not necessarily that we've lost those three games. If you'd have given me the score lines that I, beforehand, that I thought, all right, we've got Armour at Chelsea, but you're thinking, well, they look close games. Liverpool City. I think the last two performances have been did not show, for me. They've not shown anything to to suggest that we're going to go to West Ham week after next. Oh, sorry, play West Ham week after next, and West Brom away week after that, and pick anything up. Yeah, weirdly, against Liverpool, we were very balanced in our attacks. I think it was 34% down the left. It was almost a you know one-third split right across the pitch, and that was with Ben Osborne at left wing-back. So, you know, Do you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you come into the signings and stuff. I think I give the signings a 6 out of 10 at the start of the season. I might have overestimated that in hindsight. I mean, you see, again, it's hindsight, so it's not necessarily a criticism of Wilder, but... Did we really need Max Lowe in there when we, we could have put Osborne in there as a backup sort of left wing back? Bogle didn't even get on the bench again. Mm. I, I you just thinking, could that, whatever it was, 9 million, 10 million, or whatever it was, even if it's six or seven, could that have been better spent on a, a decent midfielder? Or even, Obviously, we didn't know. I mean, I, I say we didn't know O'Connell were going to get injured. There must have been some sort of doubts about him. You'd think so, wouldn't you, seeing it's an injury he's been obviously carrying for, what, six months, something like that now? It's yeah, like I mean, it just seems a bit short-sighted on the on the transfer side of things. Like I say, I am talking. I am being captain hindsight here. I understand that, but I am. You know, I can only look back and think like, well, where's where's he gone wrong? And I think we look. I think we've gambled on the Lundstrom situation, and that's not paid off. Um, I think we probably expected him to sign eventually, and obviously he's not going to. So now we've got a player who don't want to be there, whose confidence is not the greatest, and he's not playing very well. 
I don't know. It's just a bit all over the place, isn't it? It is. It's um, the. F- I believe this is right. The first time we considered four or more goals since uh, that crazy game with Fulham in November mm. 2017. Yeah. So we, you know, we didn't do that all last season. But um, like a much better game. <laughs> yeah, but I think you said this to me. You know, this is this four-one defeat to Chelsea. This is what could have happened very easily against Man City. Yeah. With you know better finishing on their part, and to be honest, it could happen against Fulham as well. It yeah. just tore us apart in the second yeah. half, and. Yeah, I just I looked at some of our, our second half um our shot numbers for the second half and it it's not uh so we're not like um my my hypothesis before I looked at this was like we take most of our shots in the first half and we just offer nothing in the second half. It's it's actually not yeah. true. It's it's kind of an even split. But I would say so we're averaging about four shots per second half at the moment, which mm. is pretty pretty lame in itself. They're but not good chances are they? I mean it was to not no, not good chances really. I haven't looked at the XG on them, but yeah. my point my point kind of is we're behind in almost all of those second halves. I mean, I, I can't think. I don't think there's any game there we've carried a lead into a second half. So you know we've been in game states yeah. where we should be trying to push forward. We should be trying to get an equaliser, a winner, that yeah. kind of thing, and we're just not. We're not. I don't. We don't have at the moment this extra gear to suddenly throw into where it's like right. Now we're all out of attack. This is, you know, we're just going to pepper your goal, you know, even if it's shots from distance or we're just going to, mm. you know, get get through you time after time, you know, bombard the box with crosses or anything like that. We're just not doing it. Um, and I, I get that our fixture list is fairly difficult, but, you know, it's eight games now. It's, you know, most teams have played a good mix of teams. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how much we can keep saying that as well. I understand the last three have been really difficult, but like I said, it's for me. It's the performances. I don't. I'm not saying we didn't compete in terms of work rate or anything like that. I, I think the, the the numbers for that are probably. I bet they run as much as they normally do. But the fight, and the, it's, I think it's all confidence. To be completely honest, in that sense, I don't think we feel like we could get back into games when we're behind. Yeah, and we just, I mean, I just thought we were going to concede every time they chucked a ball in the box against yeah. us this weekend. I mean, we pretty much did, to be mm. fair. Um, <laughs> Ethan Ampadu is obviously uh, ineligible because he was yeah. on loan from Chelsea. So uh, Norwood comes in, Lundstrom is on the left of midfield for Osborne. Did Osborne start the last game? Did I imagine that? You, yes, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. Uh, and McGoldrick and Brewster up top, um, and we did score a nice goal, a really nice yeah. goal actually from open play. Not a, I mean, I guess it was a, a short corner, I suppose, but um, you know, it was not a penalty, so that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, a really just a great reverse ball by um, by Norwood. Just you know that in that moment, you see the value he does bring to our team. And um, I thought a, a good cross from from Bulldog Berger has that sort of first time shot, and McGoldrick just. Uh, Facing away from goal, yeah, just flicks it in past uh, past Mendy. I mean, McGoldrick's on a, a revenge tour from last season. He really is, yeah. I mean, he, to be honest, I, th- I thought we deserved it at that point as well. That goal like, in the first ten minutes of play, and we played all right for about five minutes after that as well, and then it all just slowly disin- disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I don't know. I just thought that equalising goal just. I don't know if it was totally against the run of play, but it was like a, ah, that's just. You know, just like a really, um, just a really soft way to throw away the position that we'd worked so hard to get ourselves in. I think Chelsea had a lot of the ball after that, but you expect that. Um, that mm. They did that in the home game when we had them three 0 But they weren't worrying me though. Yeah, I think they had one shot that Ramsdale saved just before the goal, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't. Oh yeah, that were coming. 
Mm. I mean, I, I guess McGoldrick just has to start now, right? I mean, he's just every yeah, game. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's our only like, confident finisher. He's got three goals in, what, it must be only six games he's played, including the Cup game, obviously. I mean, in terms of starts. In terms of starts, yeah, I think I uh, had that in front of me, actually. Uh, how many minutes has he played in the old Premier League? Uh, okay, it's not giving me starts. He's played 390 minutes, so... Yeah, that's. I, I, I know he's doing all right because I was looking for a striker in my fantasy league team, and he's quite near the top of the, <laughs> of the like the, uh, the points and stuff that for the for the money I've got left. So I thought Can I, I can't buy my Goldrick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, a good finish from him is uh, his third goal in two appearances against Chelsea, of course. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I was thinking, you know, here we go. We we obviously went to Liverpool and and looked really uh, really impressive in that game. You know, I feel like Wilder um, has had Lampard's number in basically yeah. every meeting. I know we lost that um, that first game away at Derby in the. I am in that first half, though, don't I? We really did, yeah. Despite conceding after about ten seconds, we uh, yeah, yeah. Were much the better team in that game. Um, so yeah, I was just thinking, here we go. You know, this is going to be uh, this is going to be the the kind of season starts here statement game. But then we concede a really soft goal, and then it all just gets worse from there. I mean, I don't yeah. know if soft goal is right, but it's just a. I mean, uh, I think it's is it Kovacic gets in on the right, and I think his his like cross is deflected yeah. to Abraham, who completely misses his shot. You know, it, it like runs down his shin into the ground and bounces over Basham's head and into the corner of the net. I mean, that's his. What is that? Is, is that his fourth goal in three games against us? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he's not a player that I, I rate all that highly, to be honest. I mean, he's a, don't get me wrong, he'd, he'd walk into our team, but mm. as, as a top, top striker. And I always think, oh, he's not that good, and he always bangs one in against us. So. Yeah, <laughs> might, might be fourth in four. But I, I, I think he's a good finisher. Um, I just don't know what the rest of his, yeah. his game really stacks up. But, Although yeah. I think that were a lucky goal, to be honest, uh, in terms of how he... He didn't. He didn't mean to do that. I don't think he went a clean finish. No, probably not. But uh, you know, good finishers, I guess, find a way to do that, don't they? Whereas we just yeah. hit it straight yeah. at the goalkeeper or blaze it over or something like that. Um, yeah, I got to say, I thought, uh, and I, I'm certainly not. You certainly can't pin this result just on him. But I did think Ramsdale was incredibly nervy, like just yeah. really shaky in, in pretty much everything he did. I mean, you know, if it, uh, to me that puts into context the ridiculously harsh criticism he's had in other games this season yeah, yeah, yeah. this was a performance that deserves to be criticised I was about to say I've wrote down here actually this is the this is the sort of performance that I feel that other people have seen mm. <laughs> if you know what I mean you know when the people have been criticising him and I'm yeah. like well, what are they criticising for he's been alright this is what I think people must have seen every other game because it's amazing they came back after a really good display against City got plaudits you know man of the match for us and all this sort of stuff and as you said, he just looked nervous from from the very very start, and I, I can't. Have you seen his Instagram post, by the way? Let's probably bring this up. Uh, I've I've seen people talking about it, but do you want to uh, just explain? Yeah, he's put an Instagram post up of a, a goalkeeper who retired at twenty two because of the abuse he was getting. So I think people are putting two together, probably rightly putting two and two together, and saying that's him sort of saying stop criticizing me. You know what I mean? He's, he's because he has come under a lot of abuse and people putting pictures up of him having I mean, popped them arms and all this sort of stuff and. It's difficult because there's two uh, there's two sides to this. On the one hand, I think it's you know if you're going to start doing stupid things like putting pop of arms on him and stuff like that, that's, that's unacceptable if you if you're supporting that team. But at the same time, I think it's the Premier League, and it, you know I'll, I'll, I'll think about Pickford as a good example. He's getting criticism from everywhere, including this podcast. <laughs> you you have got to be mentally strong, and I, I'm not saying he shouldn't 
he's not got feelings because he's a professional footballer. But I, I, I don't know. I think he's sort of. I don't think he's getting that much stick. I mean, you think about the stick Henderson got from opposition fans about certain things that he didn't actually do, the disgusting chance that he got on stuff, and he overcame all that. He said it affected him. You've got to be strong, haven't you? Yeah, and this is where the. Um, I think this is where the lack of fans just. Yeah, yeah, completely. Re- I mean, I think he's understand not understandable. Sorry, that, that's the wrong term. But I think you lose a game. The players are there for you. You know, like normally you'll boo them at the match if if they lose. Yeah, you'll sort of like, get what's he doing, bro? Now, because there's nobody there, right, I'm going to direct message him on Instagram and tell him that he's rubbish, which is unacceptable, completely disgusting, you know, disgraceful, really. But that's sort of the new way because of the, this is how it's happened, because there's no fans there. People can't let out the frustrations at the match immediately and then let it go and go to the pub and whatever. They're there, they're online, they're watching it, they're messaging Ramsdale saying, you idiot, you've let us down. It must be awful. Yeah, I, I really hate this iteration of football at the moment. It's just yeah. uh, there's there's no redeeming features to it all. Um, yeah, well, I mean, with the I might have said this last week, so I apologise if I'm repeating myself here, but it's not the thing. It's not just you know getting your feelings out, but it's you know if you think about the game Ramsdale had against um, against Man City, you know, City. people would have been yeah. like, you know, he'd have got a standing ovation after that game. I reckon, you know, people would have been like, you, you know, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything he did, you know, that diving header at the end, people would have been like, "That was amazing." You know, the crowd, the ground would have been a buzz yeah. after that, and he would have felt great for it. But there's nothing; it's just an empty stadium. And then, yeah, if he if he you know checks his social media, I imagine it's just abuse because that's the way social media is, and it's it's horrible. And um, it's not, yeah, you know, striker scores a goal. He knows he scored a goal. Looks in the papers, he scored a goal. Ramsdale's probably thinking, "I've not kept a clean sheet." You know, I've made a couple of mistakes. Where's he getting his confidence from? <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge for um, management to be sure. I mean, you know, he went through obviously a, a tough season last season in a in a well, <laughs> I say another terrible team to be honest in yeah, yeah, in yeah. Bournemouth, and they did end up getting relegated. But yeah, I don't know. I, I it, you know maybe this was just one of those games where I think our problems are far deeper than Ramsdale. I think he's an easy target because he's following on from in my opinion, the best goalkeeper in England. So he's always going to be say the people are always going to say, oh, if only Henderson was here. I, we'd, for me, we'd have still been bottom of the league, or, or bottom three at least, if Henderson were here. Playing like this, absolutely. As I said last week, we're uh, we're conceding way more shots than we were last season. We're, you know, we're facing more shots on target. And uh, yeah, just our defence is just much worse than it was yeah. this time last year. And that's, that's the defence in front of the goalkeeper. It's not including the goalkeeper. I mean, you put uh, you know Allison or Edison in, in net for us at the moment. I yeah. doubt I doubt it would move the needle very much. To be honest, we might have a and couple more. I think it's the points. easy narrative that people. I mean, I'm I'm disappointed that our fans have fallen for it to a certain degree as well. Not all of them, obviously, but certain. Oh, because Henderson's not there. That's why we're doing so bad. And it's so much more deeper than that. I mean, it, but like you say, we're conceding loads of shots. I mean, he's he's constantly diving. You know, he's like <laughs> he's constantly having shots against him or having to concentrate because. We're not having any possession of the ball, and I'm sticking up for him because I think it is that was a poor game. I don't think he's been anywhere near our biggest problem this season. No, he, he absolutely hasn't. Um, and yeah, I do. I mean, I think that's a really good point you made about this is like this is what it seems like other fans have been seeing all season that we haven't. Yeah, of like, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This was a bad game from our goalkeeper. That's and I'm worried fact, about but... it because his confidence is going to be rock bottom now, and you wonder. I mean, it's horrible having a goalkeeper where who's got no confidence. I mean, I don't think he's quite at George Long levels yet, but we all saw what happened there, don't we? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's uh, anywhere close to that. To be honest, we probably no. probably we might be uh, reading too much into what was just a bad game. Yeah, it, it happens, doesn't it? You could definitely. Well, I think you just run down the years, to be honest, of United goalkeepers, yeah. well, particularly in League One. <laughs> you yeah, have to look yeah, very hard to yeah. find bad games from a keeper there. Yeah. But, you know, and, and it, on the Instagram, just while we're on that subject, obviously Norwood issued a a, a rally, didn't they? A cry to arms, is that the... Call no, to what's, arms? What's the word? I don't know, I missed Call this. Call to arms. Well, I can't, yeah, I've not slept much. Call to <laughs> arms. Um, yeah, it's basically saying, don't write us off, we've been here before, and all this sort of stuff. So... You know, I mean, it's only words and stuff, but it's. I suppose it is a. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's, he's not the captain anymore, is he? But you know, it's it's quite a good leadership thing to do, I suppose. Yes, one of the one of the senior players, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew this run was going to be tough. Then we we've been saying for weeks uh, we'll probably be bottom after eight games. We'll probably yeah. only have you know one or two points after eight games. So uh, yeah, there is very much a sense of like our season can start with that West Ham game yeah. in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, as I say, defended really badly. I mean, that second goal, uh, Ziyech just basically puts in a ball to the back post, low, lets Chilwell run in front of him. Ramsdale sort of, I guess, tries to block the shot rather than come in to sort of take the ball. And it's a, it's a simple finish for them. I thought, um, yeah, I thought at that point, it was just every cross I thought was going to be a goal, to be honest. And, yeah, yeah. Very, very much come in, and then third goal, just another good free kick from uh, from Ziyech again, and Thiago Silva, who I really don't like as a footballer, so I'm very annoyed <laughs> he gets his his first Chelsea goal against us. Um, just flicks it in in front of Ramsdale. Nobody seemed to be particularly marking him. It looked like McBurney was close to him, but I don't know if we were. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there to be honest. And then the I fourth think, yeah, one. Got a lot of criticism for that as well, Ramsdale, and I'll sort of bat for him here because it doesn't look great, but. We were losing so many headers off corners and free kicks and balls into the area that I think he just made the decision. Right, I'm going to come to that. I'm going to come for it. And yeah, he misjudged it, and it is a mistake. But I think that's what happens when your defence is not winning headers or clearing it or you know defending simple balls into the box. I think the goalkeepers thought, well, you know, I didn't come out last time for the, for the goal that they scored. I'm going to come out for this one, and it and it backfired, obviously. I mean, I don't see what else he could have done there, to be honest. I mean, what he does, he stands on his line. He's got no chance of saving yeah, that. It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a free header from a yard. Looks bad. I, think, I yeah. think it looks bad rather than being bad. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, no. Then you look back and I think, you know, he's, McBurney loses his man. Berg just sort of stands there. And then Ramsdale's obviously trying to command his area. And, he, yeah, before it gets to him, they've added it in. Yeah, I think that was the only chance of stopping that goal was Ramsdale coming and getting a touch on yeah. it, to be honest. I mean, it's yeah, you know, like a, enough, actually, yeah. Yeah, and the fourth one, uh, Lowe plays a brilliant through ball to uh, Werner, who, uh, who sticks it away. I mean, it just I just sort of watched that unfold in slow motion. I was like, well, I, I don't even know what really happened, even though I've watched it multiple times. Like, it did, I mean, obviously, it takes a slight deflection, but I don't know what... I don't know what Lowe is trying to achieve. No, there. I have no idea because it's it's a, it's almost like a seventy thirty in Lowe's favour that challenge. Yeah, um, and I, I I can only imagine he's trying to pass it back to Ramsdale, which is an insane move. It's <laughs> a very insane move because we've got two <laughs> central defenders with two strikers on them, and obviously uh, they are facing the goal, and our strike our defenders are facing away. So and Werner's pretty nippy anyway, so he just he does just nip in there, and it's a simple finish. But it's just like. Just, I don't, I don't like to read too much into like individual events in a game, but that was just that just smacked of like we're all over the place mentally yeah. here. Like this, you know, this we've long conceded this game, and yeah, it's going to be an effort to turn round. Yeah, the rut that we're in. To be honest, is yeah. I mean, it was. I saw Wilder getting some criticism after because Wilder did say after the match that 
after that fourth goal, he sort of decided he didn't want it to get any more and we sort of shut up shop to a certain degree as much as we could do because we were playing awfully but yeah. uh, and he's got criticism for that but I do sort of understand it because like you say we were absolutely all over the place and I think if we sort of open up there that genuinely could have been an eight eight or nine even because we just looked that bad I thought yeah. in the back they were just carving us open and I think Chelsea have um Chelsea have some good sort of fill your boots potential, don't they? As exactly, a as yeah, a team, yeah. um, you know, there's a, particularly if you look at their their new signings, are still kind of bedding in. You know, Werner's not. Um, I don't think he's really lit. He's had a good start, but he's, he's certainly not lit it up to no. the extent I would expect. Some of that's down to the way he's been played, I guess. I think Ziyech has only just come into the team as well. So, yeah. <clears> you know, this actually say again. Sorry, he was fantastic. Actually, he's a really really good player. I was. From a, a neutral perspective, I was really excited that he's come to the Premier League. So I, I look yeah. forward to seeing him against teams that are not us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely could have seen us, yeah, because you know, piling it on. I mean, I did think afterwards, um, maybe this is our, our Southampton 9 0 from last season, where yeah. I was not one of these people, but lots of people were, you know, just, just burying Southampton after that one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's there's no recovery from this. Uh, Hassan Hootel's going to get sacked. There's. Absolutely I still no way. Find incredible that he kept his job. I mean, it, it was the right move, but after a 9 0 defeat, you must. I don't know how he kept his job, to be honest. I don't know. I think that's neat. I think one defeat is knee jerk, and yeah, I agree with the decision, but I just think in this modern era, hmm. who gets away with losing 9 0 at home? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we will look back on this as, uh, as, as our equivalent, but. Yeah, we. Uh, I need to see the evidence of that first. I think because I, yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel like we've been unlucky for most yeah. of these games now. I mean, you can definitely point back to the start of the season for sure, like Villa, for example, Oops. and uh, you know Leeds where we didn't take our chances, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, how much of this, how much of this do you attribute to Chelsea being good and us being bad on like a percentage split? I think it's possibly 50-50, to be honest. I think it's that mm. high from our point of view because I thought Chelsea started pretty poorly and I think if you can capitalise on that and sort of begin to sort of not dominate the game in the sense of possession but dominate like we did when we were 1-0 up at home mm. uh, last season against them, I think they're still a bit pretty brittle team, to be honest, Chelsea. But what happened for me is that as soon as we conceded that first goal, heads had gone and I think it were easy for it. I really did think it were easy for them. And look, the... They're great players, and they'd have probably beat us anyway if we'd have upped it 10% or whatever. But I do think that we just looked a beating team as soon as it went to 1-1. I think you could. Mm. I think most United fans, realistically, could have thought, at 1-1, I'm turning this off because that, that's it. That's what I meant about the second half. We had one shot in the second half, despite the fact we were losing at half-time. Um, and just, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, uh, we barely touched the ball, did we? Um, it was, was it 18% possession? At one point it was, yeah, I don't know what the final um, the final tally was, but it was, I mean, we looked like a League One team, to be honest, didn't we? It was really, uh, yeah, it was hard to watch. Like a championship team, and you said, I think you've been a bit, <laughs> bit too optimistic there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to find the possession now. Yeah, we, we managed to scrape up to uh, almost 30% by the end of the game, so... Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> barely um, barely touched the ball, never really got near their box, and a a real piece of cake win for them. Probably the easiest win they'll have all season, I imagine. Yeah. Um, which is not good because we used to work teams really hard and make them, you know, have to 
put loads of effort into beaters, but yeah, we just uh, we just rolled over in this one. Um, I will say as well, yeah, yeah, I will say I'm talking to a friend about this, and we're saying. There is a sense of that because we did so well last season. That's come back to haunt us because we're going to places like Chelsea. I think if this had been the first season, we would have lost four one at Chelsea, lost to City. I think we'd be miles more optimistic. I think we'd be thinking, well, that's that. You know, we, yeah, we've got no chance of beating them anyway. And I think we've sort of been victims of our own success in that we did so well against these teams last season, particularly Chelsea, yeah. that you can't help watch it and think, where's it all gone wrong? That this is bad because we know how well we did against them the season before. I guess. Um, but I do think that's a legitimate thing to think, though, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. It, we have got worse. There's, there's no, yeah. there's no denying it. You know, in in lots of key positions. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to think of. It's hard to think of many players or like uh, positions in the team that are playing to the level that they were last season. I think you could say Basham and Egan, and possibly mm-hmm. Baldock. But I felt really that, sorry for Egan, by the way, because I. I don't think it was his greatest game, but he just seemed to be trying to hold absolutely everything together. Constantly screaming, constantly shouting. Mm. We were obvious on the back foot all the way through. He's got Lowe just out of sorts, Stevens out of sorts. It must have been really difficult to be in the middle of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think he's he's done really well the last uh, well the last three games, to be honest, Egan. And this, yeah. this probably would have been in a, a lot more of a mire had he not been there. It sounds weird, you know, considering we... Uh, shipped four goals in this game. I guess you could say. Uh, I guess you could say Sander Berger is. Uh, do you say Berger has been an improvement on where Lundstrom was at this time last season? I'm not. That's not tough, last, tough not, call. Not at this time last season. No, no. Yeah. Last, last season, Lundstrom was Stephen Gerrard, weren't they? So, yeah. um, so, I think. I think he's an improvement on the latter end of last season's Lundstrom. Absolutely, yeah, and, and he's obviously a much better player all round. But yeah. Yeah, but in terms of like, if you're just in a like-for-like contribution at this stage last season on the right side of midfield, yeah, I would say Lundstrom was was well, he was more or less carrying us through some yeah, of those games yeah. uh, from an attacking point of view. Anyway, I, I so think even up front, we had an on-fire Musa pretty much this mm-hmm. point last season. Now we've got Brewster, who's just—I mean, I feel sorry for him to be honest. I, 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 have you got a song this week for how many touches? He had? Yeah, I was, I was going to ask actually. Um, yeah, after the Nine Inch Nails shout out last week, um, so he managed nine touches. Yeah, an album in, this week. <laughs> nine touches in sixty-three minutes this week. So uh, one every seven minutes. So if someone wants to recommend me a great seven-minute song, then um, I, I'm, I'm all ears. I'll, I'll have to go and look for that. I know some. Uh, yeah. I know some progressive metal bands that have <laughs> just had. Just listen to a Tool song or something. I, said to you, the... I thought you might have gone for the White Album, which is a double album. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel. I, I, I'm not sure I should feel sorry for him, but I do feel sorry for him. I mean, he hasn't had a shot yet, has he? He's played no. like four appearances. Uh, I'm, not, I'm obviously not including the um, the one against Man City, which was flagged offside. But pretty um, sure he's not touched the ball in the area. Barely. I mean, he, he's got three touches on the edge of the box. Like, I'm, I'm not sure from the uh, the size of the blob on who scored, whether it's actually inside the box or or right on the uh, on the edge. But yeah, it's it's just. I mean, that's 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 killing me to be honest. It's very tough opponents, and we did say, you know, it's, it's pretty likely he's not going to score in his first four games. Given uh, sorry, his first three games, given who we're playing. But this is the guy we're supposed to give the ball to, and he's going to you know just yeah. drop his shoulder and fire a shot in from 25 yards, and it's not going to go in every time, but. It gives you a threat, you know. It makes it makes defenses have to adjust and not just be like, well, all their attacks are just basically coming down the right hand side, so we can just sit there and not have to worry about anything in the middle. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the the real test is obviously these games against 
um, inferior opposition compared to what we just. This played. is the thing. I do. I do get the feeling Wilder is setting this up now, and the and the team and the club are setting this up as this is where the season starts. And I just hope it's right. I don't think you can do that really. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that sort of right. The season starts here, and like everything before is forgot because I don't think that. I don't think you have to be really mentally strong to actually believe that. But I think that's how we're trying to set it up. I don't know if we have a choice, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's a just... point. Yeah, very good yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, looking like I mean, if we to get as many points as to survive our last season, I think we can only lose another twelve games now out of the next thirty. Oh, don't do that. That's all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was... I mean, we were we were sort of joking, weren't we? Like, oh, we'll probably only need twenty points to stay up this season. <laughs> but uh, I, I did look at the table last season after eight games, and it's not that different. It's like, um, you know, it's probably like I think most teams are maybe as in if you just do twentieth this season versus twentieth last season, and yeah, you climb your way up. It's only about two points. Each team is just like two points better off than they were. Um, uh, sorry, two points better off last season than they are this season. But the big thing. I think um, looking at the teams that were in the relegation zone last season at this point is you could, and obviously there's some hindsight here, but I think you can look at all of them and go, you can see the path to improvement for a lot of yeah. the teams. So like Everton were in the bottom three at this time last season, yeah, for example. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody was looking at Everton going, they're going to, they are in a relegation yeah, fight this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This season, I think the bottom four are uh, devoid of talent and direction at the moment. Um, and yes. yeah, I think... I did watch Fulham against West Ham. I don't know if they were unlucky or not, but I've seen Burnley's couple of games. They look a lot like us at the moment, Burnley, to be honest. Mm, yeah, well, they are us, aren't they? That's the whole... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's the been, thing, yeah. That's been and, the whole uh, West thing Brom, on. I've only seen those a couple of times, and they look like a, a trying team who probably like talent, but I, I think they're probably offering a bit more than us at the moment, to be fair, West Brom. Yeah, but I think uh, you know there's a clear... I would say from what I've seen, and I haven't watched every game because uh, I've been in a mod and I don't want to watch much football. Yeah, but I do think, yeah, I think there's a clear delineation between Fulham, West Brom, Burnley and Sheffield United and the rest of the league. I know Brighton have only got six points themselves. They're only three points off relegation. Yeah. But I, I think... I've noticed that the most incredible team ever to promote was 15th as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just... Uh, Level on points with Manchester United, though, I suppose. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's bad, though, I, that the bottom three have got no wins between them. Yeah, that's pretty... And, and Fulham's only win eight is coming against West Brom. Eight games in and no wins. It's mad. For, for yeah. all three, for three teams like that, it's just... I know, exactly. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to rule out a team dropping like a stone, as we talked about a couple yeah. of weeks ago. But I do think right now those the bottom four is... They are the worst teams in the league right now. I mean, that's, 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 let, me agree, yeah. let me clarify that because they are literally the worst four. But I think <laughs> yeah. th- there's nothing there out of those four teams that makes me go, well, they're obviously going to get better. You know, they, they've they been unlucky yeah. or there's no way their players continue to play this badly. I if wish I could say that. Manager, they could improve. I think they've got a decent-ish side on paper. Mm. I'd love to say about us that um, there's no way we're going to carry on like this, but... It's hard to see at the moment. That's that'd be just complete blind optimism. So, yeah, yeah need to see some evidence of that for sure. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, do you want to uh, do you want to give out your alternative man of the match for this game? Yeah, I think a couple of contenders this week. Uh, Chancery were good. I thought on his interview. <laughs> um, I'm not going to do the accents. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah. Everybody knows the uh, the quote. And then obviously Sack Monk yesterday, which. 
Is it a bit disappointing, really? Because he was rubbish. But <laughs> I, I got to say, after we um, after we put Wednesday forward for this award last week, they've had a hell of a week. Yeah, they have. Yeah, nine points in a week, ten points in a week actually. They drew, obviously drew, didn't they? Got yeah, rid of and, Monk. They, and they got rid of Monk. Yeah, they, I mean, they, that's a great. I'm, I'm not even joking. That's a great week for them because Monk's rubbish. They're, they're plus ten points, as you said, yeah. on where they were when we uh, mercilessly, mercilessly abused them last week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they've uh, they've had a, had a good week. I think so, they're yeah. going to stay up because it's it's the evil season, I think. It seems to be like shaping up to be a horrible season. So, But, mm. yeah, I'm going to go for him, but obviously Sack Monks, who redeemed himself uh, in terms of Wednesday fans' eyes. I'm going to go for Donald Trump for reminding me of Warnock after a defeat. <laughs> um, go on. I could just imagine Warnock like... Of course we're not going to win. We're in Georgia, aren't we? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> He's really reminding me of Warnock this week. Uh, so I like that because that, that took the attention away from the football for a bit. But I am going to stick to one of our players. I'm going to go for David McGoldrick uh, for retiring from international football. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, yeah, he's... He's sort of tantalised Ireland a little bit, hasn't he? I think he's, you know, a bit of a, a, a late developer, obviously, with... Um, kind of with United and then with Ireland as well. And yeah, I mean, I, you know, I always read those, uh, the views from Ireland on McGoldrick. And I remember mm. probably about 18 months ago, 12 months ago, something like that. There were a lot of people that were like, oh no, if only he was like 23 or something. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they seem really surprised that I was going to get a view from, I can't remember because I just, such is my distaste towards football at the moment. I just couldn't bother, but we're going to get a view from uh, the Ireland fans on her, him retiring. And everyone was saying, what? I'm sure he's about 25. He's only just coming to the team. <laughs> exactly that, exactly that. Um, but yeah, that's that's obviously great news for us because, uh, yeah, there is an international break now, so yippee, all our players can go he's off and get He's our main goal scorer. He is. He's our, our only informed player, I would say, pretty much. Maybe maybe Berger as well, but yeah, he's, uh, he's having a great start to the season and, uh, yes, it's nice of him to retire from international football and avoid yeah. any further injuries. Um, it's interesting you mentioned Donald Trump, actually. He's obviously very much in the news this week. It did occur to me um, that uh, Trump uh, won that election in late 2016 and it mm. has obviously come crashing down um, four years later in mm. uh, in November 2020. Not over yet, mate. <laughs> well, not over yet, but um, Chris Wilder obviously took over at Sheffield United in, uh, in the summer of 2016 and things only really got good in the autumn of 2016. Mm. And then they've been very good for four years and they are currently crashing down. Has uh, is it all linked to? Is this like the karmic realignment of having Donald Trump as uh, as president? This is what that was well, the price I'm, we had to I pay might, for you not add, being good. I might add into his legal fees. Now you said that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wilders, Wilders United have died, so that Biden may live seems oh, to be the no, way no, forward. I can't have that, but yeah, yeah, it's weird, that isn't it? I mean, I'm trying to think of the last. It was the prime minister. Would it have been Blair, wasn't it? Prime minister when uh, when we were last in the Premier League when we got promoted. Mm, Two thousand six. I don't know. Was it? It wasn't Brown then, was it? I, I, I don't know, but yeah. I'm, maybe I'm trying to get some sort of connection. That's all. Uh, oh yeah, well, it was Blair. Yeah. Uh, yes. He stepped down. He, uh... Tony Blair stepped down. Oh my down. god. Yes, <laughs> he stepped down and we got relegated that season. And so every all... time there's a major political change, it seems that this is where... Oh, oh no. So if we're doing we, well, uh... vote Boris. <laughs> <laughs> we, I uh... say that podcast, but... <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we certainly defended about as bad as uh, Rudy Giuliani this weekend. We so. love it. 
Thank you. Um, my <laughs> nomination for alternative man of the match. I've, I've been down this road before. It's uh, it's a player whose stock has increased in his absence. Where oh where is Oliver Burke from this team? Where's oh. Burke? Do you know in um, Do you know at the start of Kill Bill Volume One? where she wakes from a coma mm. and uh, attacks that guy and she's just like slamming him in the doorway, shouting, <laughs> yeah. where's Bill? Where's Bill? That was basically me watching this game. Where's Burke? Like, you where make, is he? Do you make two subs not... again? No, we did make three. Um, oh, actually, no, we did only make two subs, you're right. Yeah, so we obviously did jack it in at the end. But wh- why is Burke not playing in these games? In these games where we're having no possession, no threat, doing nothing, one shot in the second half... Why isn't he on the pitch? I know he's not like a no established idea. twenty goal a season striker. He's something different. He's he's fast. He's strong. He worries teams. He gives us a chance. I don't get it. I, I know that. I know Wilder sees all these players in training. I know he's an immensely successful manager. I just don't get this one at what all. What I don't I'm, understand is we're a team that will happily let the other team have possession, but. There's no count. You can't counterattack with players that slow. I know Bruce has got a bit of pace, but surely you need someone like Moussa or Burke to to make that work. I just don't understand it. I, I, did he? He didn't get on against Man City either, did he? No, no, no. He's not played since come back from international duty. He played against Liverpool, if you remember. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, tell a lie. Yeah, he came on. Came on and yeah, uh, played all right as well, didn't he? When he came on. Did really well. He, yeah. You know, he uh, embarrassed Fabinho. He, he obviously had that uh, opportunity at the end. I just thought he. Uh, it gives us something different. I hate saying this. It's a bit of the old, uh, you know, he, he can still do a job kind of thing, you know, the sort yeah, of backhanded yeah, yeah, compliment yeah. kind of thing. But yeah. we're, we're scrambling for anything at the moment, and I, I don't see why... I mean, I don't see how McBurney was supposed to change that game. I don't see I how... I was so disappointed when McBurney was coming, and nothing against McBurney. You know, I've stuck up for him on here before. I just thought myself, I thought, all right, he played all right against them last time, but it, it wasn't that sort of game. I understand that Bernie coming on, if you're causing them problems in the air or sort of, you know, putting balls into the box and being aggressive, but we didn't have any possession. I don't know what they're expecting McBurney to do. No, and same with Osborne coming on for Norwood. I mean, Osborne's oh, had a... I have made a man's for that change, I've got to admit. But then I did say to all watching it with, I said, who else do you bring on I looked at that bench and who you know there's not really anyone else you bring on if, if you if you change in the midfield and this is the because uh, I see it sort of reared its head again this week I can't remember why but the whole uh, five subs thing it feels like I think like a couple of players got injured in Man City Liverpool didn't they or something like that and yeah. there's a lot of like oh you know this is why the managers want to have five subs and stuff and I'm like and, and, I, and then I see you know some United fans sort of saying well you know, if we'd probably you know, make loads, loads more subs if we could at the minute. But the fact is, even though we've spent money and like we have added squad depth, we mm. we still don't have the level of game. I don't see at all how it's an advantage to us to have more subs. I think it's a disadvantage because, yeah. as you say, we you know our bench has Ben Osborne as the you know supposed game changer to come on and, and try and get us back into it. And yeah, that's uh, it's it's not not great. I don't think in no. terms of. You know, we're only losing 2-1 at that point as well, but you're just thinking, like, if that's who we're bringing on to try and change the flow of this game, then, oh dear, we're uh, we're probably not going to get back into it. And, it does, uh, it looks a mess, and people are going to start screaming about Luke Freeman, and I've said it before, he can't even get in the Forest team at the moment, so, you know, I don't think he's the... It's one of those sort of things, again, where when someone's not there, they, they get better and better and better. Moussa is a fantastic example. I'm just like, when Moussa comes back, everyone was slagging him off. <laughs> <That was> Christmas <laughs> yeah. last season, so... 
Yeah, he's uh, is the the Messiah on the way just in time for Christmas. Um, well, speaking of that, actually, uh, it does sound like Fleck and Muse are back in training, and um, I think they, I think Wilder said Fleck hopeful for the West Ham game. Obviously, he's not involved in Scott with Scotland yeah. because of the injury. I mean. I'd be amazed if Musa is involved for like a month, to be yeah, honest, just yeah. knowing his, his injury and fitness history. But yeah, hopefully Fleck will be back for... Fleck um, will be huge. If it's the Fleck <clears throat> last season, it, mm. it's a huge, huge, huge thing, Mark, to be fair. Yeah, it is. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. We know you know there's a bit of a thing with Fleck of... Uh, t- <clears throat> excuse me, it takes him a little while to uh, get into the swing of things when he comes back from a, an yeah. injury or a, a, you know... Uh, an international break or something like that. So we'll see, but um, yeah, that would be that would be a big difference because he was our best midfielder last year, um, and having a player of that quality back is uh, is definitely a help, particularly given how weak we've been down the left hand side all season long, basically. Yeah. So um, yeah, good stuff. Any, any other uh, any other individuals you want to mention from this game? Or no, I think we've. I mean, I, I think the only people who can sort of come out with it with any. Any credit for me are probably McGoldrick, Basham, and Egan. I don't think they were on the top of the game, but I think that mm. you know, I think that they were the three that probably yeah were, were all right. Yeah, I think that's fair indeed. Um, all right, let's finish off this week. Uh, who won the week in the Premier League? I've got a, I've got a couple of nominees, but uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've gone for Jamie Vardy because mm. I didn't realise that Leicester have had eight penalties this season in eight games. I think something like 30% of their goals are penalties. Yeah. So, that's incredible. If you think about Jamie Vardy, who was a penalty taker for Leicester City, that's incredible. Imagine he's getting a penalty every match. He's, he's going to be top goal scorer, you know. I don't know how many penalties he's actually got, so I don't think he's been on the pitch for all of them. But you look at the, he's top goal scorer in the league at the moment, and it must be five or six of them have been penalties. So, he's, he's making him look like a, an unbelievable striker, which he is. But, you know, even better. Yeah, get him out of uh, get him out of international retirement. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's got he, yeah, he's got five penalties. Yeah, he's, um, he's scored three non-penalty goals and eight in total. So uh, yeah, and he's top goal scorer, joint top goal scorer. So um, yeah, so I think it's brilliant for him that Leicester keep getting these penalties. Where where do you stand on the? Uh, <laughs> this is sort of done the round on uh, football analytics Twitter in the last few weeks. Mm. Um, golden boot excluding penalties from uh, from tallies. Uh, I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't. I, I disagree with that. I think because you still got to put them away. Look at Lundstrom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, Le- Leicester. Uh, I mean, they've got they've got players to win penalties, and obviously, it's uh, it is the season of penalties. So yeah, they're yeah. Uh, capitalizing on that, I suppose. Um, I think uh, so. One of my my winners of the week. I guess it's got to be Fulham. I mean. You know the the edge the incompetence derby against uh, West Brom last uh, last yeah. Monday was that I think last and then Monday. just last Monday yeah and then just enjoy the fact that everyone else lost again as well and they could even afford to uh, miss a miss a ninety eighth minute penalty yeah. in embarrassing circumstances yeah that was uh, I think one of my favourite subgenres of football is uh, Penenka's going wrong it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it always makes me laugh <laughs> so uh, yeah Adam Ola Luckman uh, botches his penalty and. Uh, does them out of a draw, but yeah, just the fact that everyone else keeps losing games, um, yeah, for them to get their first win, even though it was against West Brom, yeah. is a big deal, and I'm sure they're yeah, probably yeah, feeling that's a fair better point. about it. And uh, yeah, to be fair to them, you know, that's uh, that's four points out of two games against the other teams at the bottom, so they've mm-hmm. got a draw with us, so they've uh, they've gained ground on everyone else, uh, and obviously, yeah, Imagine taking if they had a real manager. 
I know, they might, have a, they might have a fighting <laughs> chance of staying up. Um, I think the real winner of the week for me is uh, pay-per-view boycotts yes. and uh, fighting the system and, uh, and bringing it down, although it, it does also show the just the, the naked money-grabbing of that, that clearly these companies did not need the money whatsoever. You were furious, was, weren't you, on Sunday? <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was yeah. seeing. When uh, yeah, for anyone who missed it, the the advertising boards around um, whichever game was on being televised were basically they're basically saying that uh, illegal streaming, like fifty percent of illegal streams, are, are hacked or something like that. And mm. it, it was essentially saying, you know, stop stealing football from us. Even you wouldn't clearly, steal a goal. All of that. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a goal. I just thought you cheeky word. I'm not yeah. going to say like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Really, really cheesed me off. I just thought like. Just, just pick your. Just though it was a terrible message to send at a terrible time when yeah. you know the country is obviously in the grips of this pandemic still. Uh, you know, families don't know if they're going to be able to see each other at Christmas as it stands, and yeah. they're just like, you know, don't. How dare you try and you know get round our ridiculously prohibitively expensive yeah. pay per view that we've taken. You know, we've taken this product away from you. A couple of weeks ago, Four Blades in a pub podcast were fantastic on the subject of the old pay per view thing. If it, if people aren't uh, listen to that, listen to that, because I mm. thought they were fantastic, summed it up fantastically. And it's almost, I don't know, it's, it's like, it's, it's the arrogance and the and the, the sort of naivety almost of how they think people are seeing this. Yeah. No, it really, uh, really annoyed me, but I'm, I'm glad that it's been walked back. It's just, don't even try and pretend that that's like a, a gesture of goodwill or something like that, like... I don't want to hear that at all. So um, yeah, well done to everyone who uh, who boycotted it. Whether you you know donated to a, a charity or simply just ref- kept your money in your pocket, um, I guess it, it sent a message to uh, to the powers that be. And uh, yeah, we uh, we get to watch yeah. us lose four one to Chelsea on. Uh, well, it's not even free, is it? You have to pay for your, your yeah. normal TV subscription, so you just don't have to pay extra. So is but... that uh, is the West Ham game the first one? I I don't know if it's televised by other means in terms oh, it's, of it's sorry, it's, no, yeah, so I, I can't see it, but it was. Yeah, it is. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Sunday. Well, that's not too bad, I suppose. Better than Monday afternoon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, every game is uh, on BT or Sky now. I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you subscribe to those, you will get to see it. So that's something at least we don't have to. Uh, but that means we have to watch it, doesn't it? That's the problem. With that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Um, all right, mate. Well, international break is upon us. Yippee, Kaye. Uh I still haven't had an adequate explanation. A, why international football is happening during a global pandemic that is by no means under control, and B, why we've decided to play an extra game in all these international breaks. That, just... It's just mad. Have you heard about the England Iceland? Is it England Iceland game? It was one of the no, it's England Denmark. One of the games. I can't remember which one it is because I've got no interest in it. But because of the travel ban on Denmark, it's Denmark, obviously. Yeah, because of the travel ban on Denmark, we might have to forfeit that match, England. Oh, is that not the one we're playing Ireland instead? Is, I don't know what it is, but basically because I, the Iceland game, wherever their planes going, like I said, I put no research into this. So, so uh, <laughs> it's I think the best, I sort of best kind Belgium. of content. Yeah, I think I started playing Belgium, so that game's going ahead, and we. FIFA at this particular moment, or UEFA at this particular moment in time, are basically saying England will lose points, but we'll basically get a minus points tally because basically because we're trying to stop people getting killed. <laughs> yeah, it's I, that I, seems fair. <laughs> I, I really struggle with this. I, I'm almost I'm almost amazed that more isn't made of it. To be honest, like 
why are I we can't, doing I this? Can't get my head around it. I really can't get my head around it. Yeah, just just shun all these internationals to next summer or something like, or just postpone them a year. I mean, it seems pretty. Playing un- the playoffs, right? If you want to play the playoffs, fair enough. I think that's fair. Yeah. Go to a neutral ground somewhere. Get the four playoffs out of the way because then you've got the Euros. So this Nations League thing, just forget about it. Yeah, huge, huge waste of time. And we all know Berg is going to end up playing three. I just, oh, you've got me in it now. Uh, he's going to yeah. play three games in it in a row again. And get injured in uh, stoppage time of the last one, or you know, have to self isolate for two weeks, or actually catch Jack COVID Robert or something like. against West Ham. Yeah. Anyway, uh, on that note, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you you stuck. We both stuck with it, and a uh, big thank you to everybody else who's uh, listened to us reach this uh, crescendo of grumpy ranting at the end um what have you what have you got to plug mate uh view from chelsea we're all right to be fair considering they they were just you know obviously happy no one's the looking first, at the view from the first was comment was excellent sorry the first comment from uh the chelsea fans was oh yeah that uh, is worth a look there for that one yeah but um yeah uh, no one's reading them at the moment which is completely understandable um because i, I hate doing them because who wants to see gloating fans after you've uh, just been absolutely battered? But yeah, it's a view from Chelsea. I'll be doing the international uh, views for my sins again uh, this week. There's not as many though because Stevens has pulled out, aren't I? So that's true. Yeah, with uh, an injury, which so, so they've uh, only got what Bernie Burke and Egan, e- Egan and Berger, Brewster and oh, Ramsdale. Brewster and the Ramsdale. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah we. You know, I think if you look, you look through the. I was thinking this. If you look through the rest of the team, we do have some players who are not international. So you know, Low, Baldock, Basham, uh, yeah. Flex, obviously um, uh, not been selected. Norwood as well retired, etc. So there, McGoldrick as well. So there are players who are going to be around the training ground for mm. the next two weeks. So that helps us a little bit, but. Yeah, as uh, as always, we just have to pray everybody else comes back in uh, in in full full health, full fitness, and uh, yeah. and ready to kickstart the season against West Ham. And uh, yeah, one win will will all feel much better, mate. I think. But uh, I, I like the idea though that we're relying on Aidy Boothroyd to get Bruce and Ramsdale's confidence up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah, I won't hold out much hope of that. Let's leave it there, then, mate. Uh, uh, if you're bringing Aidy Boothroyd up, then that's definitely the point at which we need to finish for the week. I think so. Thank you as always for your time. Much appreciated, and uh, I will chat to you soon, no doubt. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. Big thanks to Andrew. Thank you as always to yourself for downloading and for listening to this podcast. And finally, a big thank you to a sponsor of Blaze Pod, and that is of course Glistening Kicks. Now, do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris. They'll give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service. So you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should also mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans 
and they now offer a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life that you think needs cheering up, uh, which is probably all of them, I guess, uh, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you.